The Hamlet Podcast, episode 77. Hello and welcome to this exploration of Shakespeare's Hamlet with me, your host, Connor Hanretty. We left off last time as Hamlet ended his speech of speeches just at the point where he acknowledges Ophelia. Nymph, in thy orisons be all my sins remembered. His passionate conversation with himself has been so intense that he has forgotten whatever veil of madness he's been wearing, but he soon puts it on again when Ophelia addresses him. Good, my lord, how does your honour for this many a day? Ophelia is being formal here, using you instead of thee, thou or thy. After his bizarre behaviour the last time they saw each other, which bear in mind, wasn't very long ago, she probably doesn't know what to think, or indeed to do or say. She's also nervous because she knows she is being used as a pawn, and that the two of them are being watched from behind the arras. Her question could be a response to this tense situation, a nervous flub, or indeed it could be her own relief at seeing Hamlet appear rather more sane than he has been of late. She might mean that she's glad to see him like this, that it's been a while since this is the Hamlet she has met. Or for all that, she could be trying to impress on him that the circumstances are artificial, trying to get his attention with this deliberate mistake. Of course, his response gives little away. I humbly thank you. Well, well, well. It's worth noting that the quarto has only one well here, and that some editors believe that the additional ones were added by actors who played the role. Ophelia here has a job to do, and so she tries to get through to Hamlet another way. My lord, I have remembrances of yours that I have longed long to re-deliver. I pray you now receive them. If they are in the process of breaking up, or indeed being broken up, if you'll forgive the inelegant phrase, this is a terribly awkward moment. Ophelia is trying to give back the letters, love tokens or other gifts and remembrances that Hamlet has given her during their time together. She says she's longed long to re-deliver them, but one wonders how long this breakup process has been going on for, but she now begs Hamlet to take them from her. Hamlet gives a strange reply. No, not I. I never gave you aught. This is willfully negative. He says he didn't give her anything, ever. But of course he did. She has these items in her hands. Is Hamlet refusing to accept them, dismissing Ophelia as if to say she should just keep them or destroy them? Or is he aware now of being watched and refusing to perform as might be expected? Ophelia continues, really not sure what to do. My honoured lord, you know right well you did. And with them words of so sweet breath composed as made the things more rich. Their perfume lost, take these again. For to the noble mind, rich gifts wax poor when givers prove unkind. There, my lord. Ophelia tries to remain polite, continuing the appropriate address of my honoured lord. In some texts, editors have found that she says, I know right well you did which might make her seem more emphatic here, but to me this seems a little weaker than her insistence that Hamlet himself shouldn't even try to lie about it, that he knows better too. Not only did he give her these little tokens, but they came with words of so sweet breath composed as made the things more rich. 
Not only were the presents nice, but they came with such lovely words from Hamlet that they made them even more valuable to her. Shakespeare allows Ophelia a brilliantly poetic image here. Their perfume lost, take these again. The romantic aroma surrounding these tokens has faded away. For to the noble mind, rich gifts wax poor when givers prove unkind. Even the nicest presents lose their value and meaning when the givers show themselves to be unkind. This is also the first reference to a noble mind, which will memorably crop up later on in this scene. Ophelia seems to insist that Hamlet take the little bundle, saying, There, my lord. It's as close to a stage direction as Shakespeare has given her. Hamlet changes the subject entirely. Again, this could be that he's noticing the two men eavesdropping, or that he's remembered now that he really should feign madness, or he could just really want to hurt Ophelia's feelings. He turns on her, saying, Ha! Ha! Are you honest? She replies, My lord. He counters with another question. Are you fair? Again, she answers with a question, hoping for some explanation. What means your lordship? Hamlet's reply is sharp. That if you be honest and fair, your honesty should admit no discourse to your beauty. Honesty and beauty were two attributes highly valued in a lady, but as numerous Shakespearean characters point out, they very seldom coexist. One of the funniest of these is Celia in As You Like It, who tartly points out that fortune seldom blesses a woman with both, since, she says, those that she makes fair, she scarce makes honest, and those she makes honest, she makes very ill-favouredly. Ophelia is utterly confused by Hamlet's questions. Could beauty, my lord, have better commerce than with honesty? Surely, she suggests, there could be no better companion for beauty than honesty. Of course, Hamlet is just getting started, and as his anger grows, so too does his diatribe against Ophelia. For what he says next, I hope you'll join me for the next episode. Until then, you can catch up with all previous instalments on the website, thehamletpodcast.com, or on iTunes, SoundCloud or Spotify. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll speak to you soon.